Hi everyone and welcome to Common Thread. I'm Nana, a Ghanaian Nigerian with a passion for words and moving images. And I'm Yamini, an Indian with a deep interest for all things at the intersection of pop culture and social justice. Hey Yams, um, it's been another week. How have you been and how are you taking care? Hi, uh, it's, been, it's been good. I think uh, it's interesting that we did like a a look back last episode I think this time it, now it's more like well in India there seems to be a massive second wave of COVID coming and so and that's happening at the same time that people are getting vaccinated so like there's a lot of confusion about how whether we should be feeling petrified or optimistic um, but at the same time things also feel a little bit more normal in a weird way because it's less about like oh I'm doing terribly and actually I'm doing great it's more like eh it's just the day-to-day -day is kind of coming back into yeah. yeah coming back into being it is what it is yeah. exactly um and um yeah so how am I taking care of myself well I think we're, we um based on like the eight seconds of pre-discussion that we do we have the same thing this week which is um, we was when we were planning on we kind of like changed our schedules a little bit about when we were recording and when we were supposed to record and I was thinking about you know what have I done this week I was eating the most delicious meal I was just so enjoying my lunch yesterday I can't even I was at home and I was having a very typical weekend lunch at home and I was really thinking of a lot of like the ingredients and how to translate them and um, describe them to you. And I, of course, don't think I've like figured that out. But I'm just going to tell you, it was a great meal. This, but I love the like the suspense and the build up so far. Oh my God. Trying to know. <sighs> okay, where do I begin? So it's like, it's, it's a basically a Bengali lunch, but like nat naturally it's not necessarily a traditional one. And obviously different households do it differently. My household is a hybrid household. My family comes from different parts of India, which is somewhat unusual. So there are always influences from different places, plus just generally the kind of routines that people have in their own homes. So my lunch was, so you have rice, um, which you know, it's just like your plain white rice, which is the best thing ever. And I do not understand people who don't like rice. As you know, I have very strong feelings about food. <laughs> this has come up before. Okay, so <laughs> we start with the rice, which is, you know, the beginning of everything. And then you have, I'm sh I don't know if how familiar you are with Indian food, because when we hung out, we were not in a place where there was a lot of it. Um, so uh, then you have dal, which is, um, you know what dal is? Uh, so it's like a yeah, like with lentils. Yes, I the the worst description I've heard of it is like it's a lentil soup, which for some reason I don't think it's soup, but yeah, yeah. and I and I don't know why I have like again I have such strong feelings about that description, but I do. Um, so it's not a soup. So it's made with lentils, and it is it's more like it's its consistency is it's not it is definitely more like a gravy. Um, but it, it's not like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's not a soup. And it, like a lot of uh, Indian food, it is a combination of a lot of different ingredients, most of which I'm going to leave out. But you can see one of the ingredients that's most visible in Indian food is turmeric because it's like that mm -hmm. bright yellow. So then, you know, dal is almost always 
bright yellow, not, not always, almost always, and it had coriander in it, and it had tomatoes in it, it definitely had onion and garlic, um, and it was one of my favorite dals, it was delicious. I cannot tell you which one, which is really bad, and I should have looked that up, because I get my dals confused, which is so embarrassing, anyway. Um, so there was dal. So this is like just the beginning. So you have bhat, which is rice, and then you have dal, which is lentil, quote-unquote, not soup. And then um, for, I'm going to just not describe the vegetables. The vegetables were delicious. There was like red mm. spinach, which is just, yeah, it's, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. It's, Wait, it's spinach that's red? Or you yes. cook it with things that make No, no, it the red. spinach itself is red. Huh. Oh my God, this is reminding me of a conversation we once had when we were in college. Do you remember this? Where we sat at a bar and we Googled images of fruits that neither of us, or I, we were with other friends, had not heard from, depending on where we were from. And we were yeah. literally there, you know, like these, supposedly these really smart students doing these very like intense degrees. And we were like, wait, there are fruits we don't know about? <laughs> it was, I love this. It was fantastic. So yeah, so we had this, but this is fair. I mean, again, like I remember when I saw red cabbage for the first time, I was very confused. I also knew the Bengali word for cabbage and knew cabbage in English and didn't know they were the same thing for the longest time. Because if you said cabbage, it was like not very seasoned and kind of like mm -hmm. didn't really taste of much and in continental food. Whereas what I was having at uh, in Bengali, it's Bada Gobi, and it was the preparation was so different. I didn't know they were the mm -hmm. same vegetable. So anyway, lots of confusion. But um, we had the, I had yesterday. I had this chicken curry, which was so good because the curry was made from spinach, and it also had. Um, and there is no way. I, I didn't know it because I eventually asked. It was like crushed um, nuts. I think it's like, I don't know what, oh my God, what is gaju in English? Wow, this is embarrassing. Someone, someone will send us a DM telling us what this is, one of my friends. But it was like the, so I guess like the, the paste that you get from, from nuts is like also kind of like quite creamy. And so it, it's kind of acts like a butter. So it was like a butter mm. spinach gravy with chicken it was so good it, it was, sounds incredible oh my god it was so good so yeah i just wanted to discuss that and that is that is how i took care of myself was really really enjoying at least that one meal it was not the only meal i enjoyed but i really enjoyed it so okay no oh. i mean can definitely relate uh, so this week for me also it has just been having incredible meals um not many of which I cooked myself, but I'm still very grateful. Um, so, for instance, one of the incredible meals I had was this, like, salad, which we've discussed before. <laughs> but it had... Oh, salad. It was like... <laughs> oh, salad. No, but it was a really good salad. It had, like, rockets or arugula, depending on where you come from, and, like, radish and tomato and peppers. And then the highlight was that it had... Um, octopus so i had like so sauteed octopus bits in a lot of spices and they were really amazing and then i had them with like olive bread and the salad beautiful and then the next day i had some leftovers no more octopus but i had like the same salad and bread mm. with um sauteed shrimps also with a lot of spices oh, so which was fantastic i had like um a chili 
Um, so with like beans and mince and potatoes and other herbs and stuff, that was also absolutely fantastic. At some point I had like roast um, grilled fish and roasted veggies. That was also really good. And then today for brunch, um, we went to the grocery store and got, you know how like sometimes the, I wouldn't mention the brand because they've not paid us, but you know how grocery stores <laughs> will have the like daily stuff. And then once in a while they will have this seasonal things in like very fancy packaging. Um, that's like the super bougie, whatever. So today we went and just bought a lot of those things. So they were two like very fancy butters. There was like a butter that was tomato and garlic flavored and one that was um, honey and walnut and then there were two types of like mustard jam one with green fig and one with red fig and then this like these like salmon slices that were flavored with lemongrass and chili and then this other um like sliced ham that was flavored with like i don't even like truffles maybe um and so it's just like all of these like super bougie things and then we made like coffee with like condensed milk um and like really nice oranges so i had like the bougiest brunch but it was absolutely delicious um yeah but it was it was it was a real highlight because i had said last week was kind of difficult for me and this week was also tough but um the moments that i was eating were definitely the highlights because i would eat these like incredible meals and then get super happy um so yeah food has been my happy place as well this week I, I mean, as you've been watching me, like I've had a lot of reactions and I have a lot of feelings and I have a lot of questions. But I would like to say that we've discussed how when we're when we are recording this, we're not supposed to interrupt each other or make noises because it kind of affects the recording. And I just like to point out that I was not able to contain myself. So I'm going to have to edit out me in the background going <laughs> to, to anyone who accidentally hears that in case I leave it on. But oh, my God, that sounds so delicious delicious and now I'm hungry it's again really delicious and I got some like really delicious things for next week also so I'm, I'm really excited about my oh. meals for the week ahead well we I mean we're gonna do a food 2.0 it's gonna happen so we, we definitely need to and yeah, then we I think can... people are like if anyone is telling our favorite topics are like colonialism and food. I have made it up there, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And this time we can do another quiz, we can do a quiz and, and this time you can fail at the quiz and it can be about um, whether you recognize these fruits or vegetables from different parts of the world. Oh, yeah, I yeah, like that. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Okay, great. So now that we figured out our next episode, let's, let's, uh, oh my God, it's such a serious topic. It was not serious, but... So this week, we thought we would discuss um, adulting and life timelines, something that I think everyone in our age group uh, honestly really, really struggles with. And I think it influences a huge number of decisions that we make in our, um, I mean, I don't want to give it an age group because I feel like that's half the problem, but let's just say everyone mm -hmm. in their 20s. Uh, which is a fairly large, you know, stretch, which is those those 10 years. Um, it's something that people really grapple with. And um, I was wondering if this was something that you thought about a lot in terms of what age you were when you were doing something or, or, or maybe if you had something in mind where like, by this age, I would have done so-and-so um, and what, you know, yeah. what that was like. 
Um, I'm trying to think about it. So it's not something I've done recently, for instance. But when I was little, like, um, I definitely had an image of like what it would be to be a grown up, um, and it was all like very age specific and like all had timelines and targets and and I think maybe we all also oh not all but a lot of people would have had the same dream at the time um not to give too long of her preamble but I think it was just the only like format that existed um so for instance when I was I don't know 12 10 11 12 13 whatever I always imagined like I would finish school I would go to university and then I would get married and then I would have like kids um so it was mostly this and it's funny because at the time then my like image of the future didn't really extend beyond like 25 um (laughs) because it was like you would be 20 and then you would do all the things so i thought i would go to school and like become a lawyer and then i would like have a husband and then i would have like two three children and then that was the end like i couldn't really see anything beyond that um And of course now my life looks nothing like that and I don't want to do any of those things. Um, But yeah, it's interesting how at the time that was just what I knew and what I was going to do. How about you? What would you say like was your vision and when? I mean, I think it is really similar because it's one of those things that I think when you're a child, you genuinely have just no conception of what it is to be 10 or 15 years older than you are. And I don't think I have that conception even today. Like, I really don't know what uh, what it's going to... Just like now I'm more aware that in 10 years, I'm going to be like this completely different person. Like, I, I, I'm just aware of the fact that I know nothing. Whereas when you're a child, you don't even know that you don't know nothing. I don't know anything, anything, sorry. Uh, and for me, it was very much the same. And I think the people that you also usually base it on are, at least for me, were my parents. So I would use things that they did at certain ages as markers for myself. Um, and if I think about it, for the, some of the stuff that they did at certain ages was actually not necessarily the norm. But to me, mm. I would very much just use that because it's it, it worked for them, which means it would work for me. Um, and of course, none of similarly, none of those things is how my life has gone at all. Um, and I think it's really interesting that I was so focused on basing it on them versus what generally happens. I think, again, maybe you don't even know what generally happens. You're just looking at the example that you that you grew up with. Um, and yeah i think it's i'm I'm wondering whether it was something that did has it ever bothered you at any point once you did become a young adult that there were certain markers per se that you didn't hit or you you know mm. um that happened or didn't happen or happened way before or has has that bothered you at all because you're saying that now you don't want to do a lot of those things but it yeah you know that's yeah exactly i feel the same way but but none of them bother you because you're not i i know you as a in terms of personality and you're really not that kind of person like i don't think it would bother you i mean i for the most part i don't think it has bothered me i think i've mostly looked at those things i wanted when i was a kid and just been like oh thank god you know (laughs) um (laughs) because they're very much like not me um i think they're just like in the society that i was in and in the movies or whatever i was watching there were just things that 
I was a girl and I was going to become a woman and so there were things that were part of becoming a woman um, but I don't think like right now I don't think I want to be a lawyer I don't think I, I don't not that I don't think I don't want a husband um, I don't want children and so I'm just like very happy that I have not done those things um, there are some of them that like no I was gonna say there are also markers of success in adulthood like buying a house for instance um, and I don't think I want a house, you know, but I think I definitely want like, I guess the financial stability that you would have achieved by the time that you buy a house or maybe not because even now that that's been like, I've been disabused of that notion a bit because I'm realizing people have mortgages and loans and all of these things. Um, but maybe I've shifted in that regard, not about the house, but about like the financial safety and maybe not about the like specific career but more about like the job satisfaction so um i don't know there's no easy answer to your question in some ways i'm like no i absolutely don't want those things in other ways i'm maybe thinking more about the like other ideas so that it's not the concrete things but more of the the ideas that are associated with them um so maybe even like the idea of companionship um, and the idea of family rather than specifically a husband and children. Um, and those things I still kind of want and in some regards have, and I'm happy about that. Um, so yeah, I, it's been a shift. Um, the second part of your question is, is there anything in that that I have? Um, this is hard to say. I've never really looked back on my life and been like, what milestones have I hit? The easiest ones would be like, Education-wise, in terms of studying, I did finish um, uni. Um, many, many, many studying. degrees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still studying because I'm doing a PhD, but, and this is going to take me another decade or so. So, yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I don't feel, maybe this is another thing, you know? I always thought at some point I would feel like a sense of arrival. Like, yeah, I'm... I'm an adult, you know, I've done it, I've arrived. And I don't feel that way yet. So it's hard to say, like, I've hit so, so, and so milestones. And I don't know if that feeling ever comes. Like, is it going to come in the next 10 years? Or am I always just going to feel like, hmm, you know? Um, yeah. What about you? Are there some that you've hit? Are there some that you've shifted from? Um, I think in terms of uh, markers, it's really funny the things that kind of hit you or make you feel um, like an adult or whatever being an adult is or older or kind of like not, no longer a child. Um, but for me, it was really funny. One of the first markers was when I went from not having, I don't know if you had the same thing growing up, but I, I didn't have, my cell phone was no longer prepaid. It became postpaid. So then I didn't have to keep filling money and I wouldn't like, you know how you would run out of money on your phone and then you would have to like, try and miss call someone and then they would like call you back and then you'd be like can you like I'm not at near a store can you just put in 10 rupees so that I have 10 rupees on my phone so I when I shifted from a prepaid to a postpaid it's so silly but it was like oh my god I'm oh my god I'm an adult now like wow things are I'm a you know I've made it it, it you know this is this is like the real deal because I was just going to no longer be in a situation where you know, I was somewhere and I literally couldn't use my phone because I didn't have uh, money. But also before that, you would use your phone more just as it like, you know, 
to be an obnoxious teenager or whenever it was that I got a phone. I can't remember now. Um, I got my phone way, way, way later than most of my friends because uh, my mom was like very big on in short, like feel like not having that be a thing in my me and my sister's life till it was absolutely necessary and it was like there would be like a spare phone that we were given if we were going somewhere completely by ourselves or was in a situation where we would need it for safety or just for like convenience but anyway that's a whole other um uh, aspect of like my life but um my mom was very cool in that way and I'm very grateful for it but so then when it became more about like I don't know why it was that. I think it was just more funny that I no longer would have zero balance on my phone and get that message saying, you have no rupees left. Uh, so I, for me, that was one marker, which is so funny because it's not any of the things that you think. It's, like, it's always the small, funny moments in your life that yeah, are the ones that you will remember. And yeah, and tell an- like I anecdotes like... and stories about and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, the second one yeah I'm trying to what was the second one that was like a big marker for me oh my god oh yeah the second one was when after I learned how to drive and I took the car out for the first time or my mom's car out for the first time on my own um, and I literally just drove around the block and my sister was sitting in the the passenger seat next to me and I was singing Beyonce's A Grown Woman because I didn't have like Bluetooth or anything in the car so I felt I had to sing it um, and we literally yeah. just like literally did around around like my neighborhood and we came back and there was someone like he's like he's a family friend he's like an older brother and he was walking into the house and he didn't and I didn't see him um, and I I didn't hit him, don't worry. But like, I was like a little okay, startled. Yeah. And he like, he's, he teases me and makes fun of me a lot. And he was just like, so like, he was like laughing at me behind the wheel of a car. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe you've been allowed to drive. And I saw him and I like braked way too quickly. And then I was like, so embarrassed and I didn't want to like stop. So I just drove off and did another round. And my, no. <laughs> and my sister was literally doubled over, like with tears streaming down her face. She was, she was like, that was epic. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I feel like this family friend, he was like waiting at like the door to make fun of me again when I came back the second time round. Um, but yeah, so maybe I didn't feel quite like an adult in that moment, but the first time I drove by myself that was like a very big thing and I think that was both of those things are probably like in a larger if you want to look at it in a larger way was so much to do with independence and just Mm. you know genuinely kind of doing something by yourself and doing something by yourself that requires a lot of responsibility and also um, you know is important because other people rely on you as well yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is true. I mean, in terms of small things, and I think like probably the first time I had to sign a contract or pay rent, um, and by or the first time I bought furniture, for instance, because I did a lot of like renting furnished places, and the first time I got an empty place and got furniture, I felt like I don't know, accomplished. That is, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, I think yeah. My first, um, the first like. Because we didn't really have that in university in terms of like, we mostly lived on campus. Was that your experience as well? 
yeah it was yeah, like also yeah college housing yeah 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 so it was after after i graduated and i came back and i was in delhi and um i was moving in um uh with my my best friend and her sister and we signed um, signed the contract that was probably also like a pretty momentous time but i remember these other two ones because i was still like not an adult in many other ways but those things yeah. really felt like okay this Major. is yeah yeah it's funny how that i didn't feel that we had graduation did you at graduation i felt terrified at graduation yeah. more because like i didn't know i mean i had a fair idea like what i was going to do so i graduated in may and i knew what i was going to do in october and between then i didn't really know what i was going to do so i was kind of terrified you know when you have like um music associated with different times in your life so i remember what i was listening to on repeat then it was this paramore song called ain't it fun um and that was like absolutely captures all the angst i had at graduation oh my god that's amazing i love um i love like sensory memory um yeah. i saw it on uh, i think i must a lot of the stuff i learn i learn on tv shows um and then pass it off as like really interesting knowledge it's not um but one of the tv shows i watched was saying that i think smell is the strongest like sensory memory mm-hmm. thing so like in the sense that if you have a smell associated with something it's like a very strong memory which i think is which has true i have like we can get into anecdotes this is this is very much a conversation where there are a lot of tangents so i'm just like this is yeah. all turning into new episode ideas that we can <laughs> get into at some point or another it's, it's good yeah i um, had a question i was wondering oh we're going to say no something. no go ahead go ahead So I was wondering so we talked a bit about like what we thought the markers were going to be and then like what some of them actually were which is the smaller ones. Um I'm wondering also was there a moment where you realized um like I don't know like oh this is different like your experience or I don't know of being whatever a grown person in the world was there a moment where you're like oh like my reality is actually different and what was your reaction to like that moment and that realization where you proud where you panicked um so you mean that where you thought being an adult would be something but then the experience of it is totally different is that what you mean or where you did something yeah, differently where you just where you just realized that you're not on actually on this path that you had always assumed yeah i mean well for me a big one has been <clears throat> making the decision to go to law school because um in india especially most people who go to law school either do it as an undergraduate five year undergraduate degree or they if they do do it as a postgraduate three year degree they tend to do it right after they've done their undergrad so i am essentially like five or six years behind most of the people not well not i shouldn't use the word behind but five or six years older than the people who are in the same position as me either they're graduating from an undergraduate program or they're graduating from the postgraduate program there's only a year difference between the two because so either you do three years undergrad and three years postgrad for law or you do five years undergrad so they're all five and six years respectively out of you know college and for me i've had a very 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 different trajectory and it was a big it was something that i i did really really think about when i was deciding whether this would be you know this was something that i wanted to do and how that was going to go and 
um, and I actually had uh, my cousin said to me, who I mean, it just so happens is is doing the five year route. He was he actually once was like, it's a really amazing thing that you chose to do that. And I always was like, it's actually, I shouldn't be held back by these ideas and these timelines. So I was like a little embarrassed that I really thought about it that way and it shouldn't be something that bothers me. But um, I think that when you're, when you're constantly in the so-called rat race and especially when you're, when you, when there are very few other people who have kind of taken the same trajectory and so it's constantly something that you that's brought to your attention or that you feel and as you know as you get older like that doesn't matter at all but um there's always like this preamble that I have to give when people ask me what I'm doing um because it's not the gen it's not the usual timeline but for me, it's it's one of those cliche things that has turned out to be true, whereas where I feel that just on a personality basis, I don't know that I would have done well having done it any other way because I just don't think that I was in the frame of mind to get what I wanted to get out of this degree or the profession. Uh, it's a very, it's a very uh, stressful and intense space to be in, and I'm much more prepared for that now. Um, and also, yeah, and I also feel like my entire approach, I mean, not just my approach to it, but also the fact that I had, I wouldn't trade the experiences I had before. Like those, just even if they didn't serve any purpose for what I'm doing now, they were just wonderful things that I got to see and do and be and experience. And just, I'm now learning just by virtue of that and like the friendships and the relationships and the um the things i learned and the things i saw and the things i did i have i have very i very much believe that i'm you know where i'm supposed to be because that is where i am so mm. yeah but i did i really i really like that was a big thing that i grappled with when i decided to um quit my job and go back to uh school so yeah that was i think the big thing the big moment yeah yeah very much so yeah, because it's, I, I really like what you said about like realizing that it's where you're supposed to be because it's where you are. I was going for a quotable quote there. I have to say. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we all kind of um you know, it's I think we also have to take advantage of the fact that we are not constrained by timelines like you can that you can feel a lot of the pressures and you will continue to feel them because that is very much how society is built and depending on which part of society you choose to exist in it's you're going to feel those pressures to a larger or a smaller degree but i do think that we very yeah we very much come from a time and space where we have i mean it's an embarrassment of riches right in terms of like the options and opportunities that we have access to and so the fact that those options exist means that they're there for us to take advantage of. And so I, I, I really feel that like young people should, um, I understand taking timelines into consideration because at the end of the day, you have to do what makes you feel comfortable and happy and allows you to exist in a space, uh, com- you know, in a, in, a, in a place where you're not constantly worrying about that. But I also don't, I, I, I see this happen a lot, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I do think that this is something that women probably are, are told more or have to deal with a lot more, 
but um don't let your the idea of a timeline um or age constrain you because yeah society has really shifted because if you look hard enough you will find options that allow you to do things the way you want to do it yeah, yeah. i mean i think also there's like all of this pressure on on both sides for I agree with what you said of like for women especially because there's a lot of pressure to do a lot of things very young that like men basically allowed more time to get to um and then there's almost like you hear people talk in Hollywood about how like past a certain age you don't exist similarly for athletes right so there's a lot of pressure I would think very early on and then later on even though you still have time to do that people kind of ignore you all of this like going into ageism etc um, so that's important to think through. I also wondered, like, very quickly, um, if some of this is generational, because going back to, like, our discussion last week about um, millennial versus Gen Z, um, one of the things um, that I'd usually heard that's used to, like, drag millennials is the fact that we're always talking about adulting. Um, so I wondered also if this, like, pressure to, I don't know, self-actualize in a certain way and to grow up is a generational thing and if the generations like before or after us did also like have this looming over their heads you know the fact that we have it as a verb as like a thing that you do yeah. um and i don't think other generations do so i wonder what their approach to um yeah i don't know to being yeah um, <laughs> who was or is going to be and what we could learn from yeah. that well, firstly, this is yet another angle of the millennial Gen Z debate that I didn't know about. And I, I just want to say, can you please stop coming after us? It's feeling very <laughs> personal at this point. Um, and I, and I, in terms of the generation thing, and I don't know if this is, again, universally true, but my understanding or perspective on it is, is that the generations before us didn't really think about timelines as a choice it was just something kind of that they didn't overthink it's like oh, i'm just gonna do this and you know these are the four options and this is the one that seems the the one that my family likes the best and is the one that seems that i'm headed for and they kind of just did it and also i think there were a lot of things that were in terms of like the economy and stuff that i i i I'm not in any way shape or form an expert on but from what i've read and of course it varies from cultural context to cultural context so let's not you know give this like a blanket um like an idea of like the economy so to speak but i think it was a time in which those things were not easier to achieve but they were more like a natural step that people i think they just did it without kind of really thinking about why they were doing it, it was just something you did um and that that might that also sounds like hard to believe for me like because if i think of, like i don't know that anyone lives their life that way i mean people do definitely live their lives that way and it's a very much a personality thing it's like very different from how i am because i'm such an overthinker but i do think that yeah, ta- yeah it wasn't you didn't really experience timelines and what you did to become an adult in a way that was um that was as conscious as we are Having said that, I also feel like with generations before us, the time period of which we know the least about their lives is that time when they were transitioning. So I, I you don't, you know, like occasionally I'll hear stories from people from that generation and it very much sounds like you, you know, you were married with children, but you were also kind of like still 
doing a lot of stuff that we we do where we don't feel like adults, which was kind of like younger. And I, I was wondering how those things coexist. Like you would party a certain way, but you also like had children and um, it's very interesting. So I don't know. I just feel maybe we don't know enough about what that generation experienced at that time. So, yeah. 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 And, and we are a generation of, of overthinkers. I mean, yeah. Also yeah. the generation gap between millennials and their parents or the generation above them is is pretty massive like a lot has happened in a short space of time so i think that plays into it but it does yeah, yeah. so yeah i mean if if we have any gen z listeners who want to clarify um what this is about and and why you feel you have to come after me not me, but us <laughs> at every turn. And it's productive. Yeah, definitely. It's productive and upsetting. But yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, if you just want to like tell me what this is about and how I can help you understand <laughs> millennials better, please do reach out. Um, so yeah, so let's end this episode like we do every other one um, and ask you what is your pop culture moment this week? Oh, so this is a bit going back to Gen Z, but I was listening to this podcast today and the, so it's this podcast called The Cut. I will put a link to it. It's a really good podcast. Um, And one of the hosts, B.A. Parker, was talking about kind of having a stressful year and some of the things she had been doing to relax. So she tried meditation, she tried um, sensory deprivation tank and also some edibles. And then from TikTok, somebody sent her a link to this thing that the kids were doing called shifting. Um, So she tried that. And it was just really like bizarre, but fun listening to like what the kids are doing. So shifting is supposed to be this thing of like moving from one reality into another dimension. So they have this idea that there are parallel universes and there's like versions of everybody in another parallel universe. And so because this one sucks, you can like shift into another one. So how does it work? Um, It seemed like it started with like meditation and then you like meditate until you, I guess, fall asleep-ish and then you like, wake up or transition or shift into another dimension um i haven't watched any of the videos myself to be honest i don't know if i will yet um but if i translate it from like seeming very woo and like what are they talking about it seemed to me just like a combination of maybe what we would recognize as meditating and lucid dreaming okay Um, because most of them would also I guess like shift to like anime worlds or to like Harry Potter or whatever and like eat and taste or smell or like talk with Malfoy etc so it seemed to me like it could just be like meditating falling asleep and like lucid dreaming so that you I don't know you know that thing where some people can like make choices in their dreams etc yeah that's what I think it is. Maybe somebody who's a shifter will take offense at my interpretation and let us know. Um, but yeah, I had never heard of this concept and I was very fascinated by it, not in terms of wanting to try it because I never remember any of my dreams. So I don't think I will be able to shift. But um, yeah, it was just interesting to be like, okay, this is a thing that people in the, in the world are doing. So 
yeah, my moment this week has been discovering shifting. Um, How I, about you? Yeah, I understood <laughs> about eight percent of that. I'm not gonna. I've, I've, I think I've had, I've, I've had one lucid dream or lucid dreamt once. I don't know what the oh, is it a verb? I don't know. Anyway, so I've done. I think you that's shifted. I, I, sh <laughs> I shifted. Uh, <laughs> when when I saw you, like, I mean, I don't want to give away like our prep and how it works. But when you said shifting, I was like, wait, like. Did you not tell me that you're moving house again? Like I, I was so confused, and I was like, I don't. I was like super excited because I was wondering where the pop culture element of this was gonna come in, but clearly I have no idea. Um, I can't meditate. I just fall asleep, um, and I don't mean that to be offensive. I j I've I've tried because I think I I do need to meditate, but I really really struggle with it. Um, so any Gen Zs who want to help me out with that as well, let's let's hear it. Um, <laughs> Uh, my pop culture moment is incredibly millennial and boring. In fact, let's let's put it up one generation. It's is it the boomers? Uh, is it the baby boomers above us? X or X no? X? Gen X. Oh yeah, sorry. Everybody fake. Nobody cares about Gen X. Okay, Gen X. Yeah, we love you. Gen X. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna just shout out one of my favorite shows. Um, <laughs> it's called This Is Us. It's very popular. There's a lot of memes about how you. Either you can't watch a single episode without crying, and a lot of people on the show cry. Um, it is one of those shows that is like built to tug at your heartstrings. But I'm I've also been very impressed by the fact that their storytelling hasn't become boring; that it continues to mm -hmm. surprise. And even though it can be, it it does like edge on being a little cheesy. They do it so well that you can you can still engage with the cheese if you know what I mean. So it's a very simple pop culture moment. I'm just shouting out the show because I started to catch up on their latest season yesterday and uh, was really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, that's my pop culture moment. What season are they on now? They're on season five. Season it's not five. that bad. You know, I almost I almost watched this last night, which is very uncharacteristic because I watch unrealistic things, so like sci-fi, fantasy, and period dramas. Um, but I've heard so much about This Is Us. One, about the crying. Um, but two, I just heard that it's fantastic storytelling. And so it's I really came very close to watching it. Please watch it. I know. I mean, I, I really feel like if this is the one that you're gonna, that you're gonna, you know, finally, like, venture into like my area of what kind of like television I like to watch, please do it. I've And this is one of those shows that I've convinced another friend who's who was very much not like interested in these kind of shows and he's absolutely hooked. So I, I really, really encourage you um, because then we can, oh my God, babe, then we can do an episode on just This Is Us. We could. Yeah, yeah I'm so excited. I, I will give it a try. I okay. still also have to watch Bridgerton, but I'm on it. Yes, those are the two on your list. Um, whichever, whichever yeah. you, I mean, with This Is Us also, you can just watch a couple of episodes and, and that way it will be great because we can discuss it without any spoiler, spoilers, mm. because it's been a while. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. think about it. I would, I would love that. I will. Okay. Right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, yeah, this has been... I don't even know how to end this. Follow us on Instagram, please. We are still at Commentatorcast. Um, and send us suggestions for things you would like us to talk about and discuss.
Yes. And tell people about us. Yes. And if you want to be interviewed, let us know. And in case you can't tell, we're a little loopy today. But, you know, we're doing... We're very loopy today. Yeah. But it's that time of year. It is. But yeah, we want to start also interviewing people. So if you're down or if there's somebody you want us to talk with, let us know. Yes. Very excited about that. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye.